you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. The Around the League podcast is as consistent as a Brett Favre retirement. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League podcast. My name is Dan Hensis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes, Chris Wessling, Mark Sessler, and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. Happy Friday. We've reached the end of week one of free agency. How's everybody feeling about that? Almost. You know, Monday to Friday. Saturday counts. And we'll be here delivering I'm content. feeling it. You don't really make your money on the first day of free agency. Everyone's excited. It's wildly busy. It's more Thursday at 5 o'clock, and you've been pounding out posts for eight seventy-two hours. You don't know what's happened, <laughs> and now you've got to make something up about Wesley Woodyard to the Titans, and it's got to be sharp. So that's when we make our money. I thought that you meant the GMs actually start uh, to earn their dollars that? with thought, the low-level we signing. Who this? cares about GMs? Well, I've had fun this week. I feel like no, I should be great. paying the NFL to be doing this. All right, I like I, that. I agree. This is Mark actually had a similar comment that – that, Basically, this is this is more fun because we're not trying to make news out of nothing. We're analyzing. We're we're busy all day. This news. is the, it's going to be boring the next couple months. And also with the, uh, it's kind of like a fantasy draft where yeah, those are the big names that come off the market in the first couple of days, just like the first couple of rounds. But now this is where the GMs mm-hmm. make their run. This is where they find those gems. Wes, you were talking about the guys that get, get you get cheap and then they get the big contract next year. A lot of those guys are still out there. Well, Way to be brought in to make a big impact in 2014. We should re- keep in mind what Dave Gettleman did last year. He got five, at least 500 quality snaps out of five or six players that weren't signed until way later in free agency. By this time last year, none of those guys had been signed. And we, we had a top 101 at first, and now it's down below 50 of those guys are available. The top 15 was wiped away in the first 48 hours or so. It's the best available free agents. Chris Wesseling wrote it up on Thursday, and it's just getting diminished by the day. But it's a new, fresh 
analysis piece. Go check it out. I view that to mean that the league's decision makers don't agree with roughly half of your list. They're still out there. Mm. Actually, they agreed with a lot more this year. I think Wesleyan being involved helped. I'm just saying, the top Versus of the list Versus Dan was... and I contributing to that a year ago. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I take that. Did you um, con- Wait, I was around last year. No, I just did it myself a year ago. So, you know, I was trying to give Wes some credit. Thank you. So, a lot to get to. First, Wes, I could smell your cologne. It's, I, it's I not cologne, it. it's deodorant. It's, it's cologne. I, I know it's your musk. Sport. It's Old Spice Sport. Old, old Spice, spice sport. sport, yes. It's deodorant. I don't have cologne on. Someone smells great in this room. Because I just me. got here. Well, maybe neutral. I put half the stick on. Maybe. Maybe you overdid it. I have it. Old Spice swagger. Ooh, swagger. Greg has a head cold and has, like, Ben Gay spread throughout his body. Oh, <laughs> that could be it. Well, that could be it. And, Cecil, you are <laughs> kind gross. of a rugged mountain man. You you use your natural scent to <laughs> I don't call apply to other animals in the nature. Uh, liquids and gels onto my body. Gold standard, what do you use for your um, antiperspirant? <laughs> I've been on the right guard rotation lately. I respect that. Spray? Uh, I'm usually – no, no, no. Of course not. Uh, yeah. Never, never go spray. spray. That was spray. that was spray. big in the that was big in the late eighties, early nineties. It will take right like twenty spray. years off your life, I think. <laughs> um, all right, big show. Uh, before we get into it, two things: we need um, gold standard behind the glass. By the way, how are you? I'm great, thanks. We need more um, intros at the beginning of the show. I know we've been doing some repeats lately with Matt Money Smith, who handles that so kindly. We don't pay the man a dime, and he's a professional radio guy. That I feel a little weird about that. That's an aside right now because I feel like his agent eventually is going to come to us. You but, guys don't pay him? <laughs> that's pro bono work. So we, we typically, after a rotate, we write about 15 or 20 of them. We deliver them to the gold standard. He sends them to money. Money records them. We need some help with this because we're very busy, free agency. So we're thinking, why don't we throw it to the listeners? And gold standard, let me know if this is a good idea. We throw it to the listeners and let them come up with money tags and they send it on twitter to atl nfl underscore atl hashtag money tags boom now just in case i'm sure maybe there's someone new to the show this is how it sounds the around the league podcast always goes for two here's another example the Around the League Podcast. Openly fears Papa John. So send in, get Murphy, have fun with it. And if it's funny, and Greg, you'll be the ultimate judge of this as the boss. You will decide if really? it's funny enough. It will become one of our intros. The intro is my favorite part of the show. I'm, I'm not <laughs> it's all even, downhill after I'm that. not joking. I just like... I've listened to other podcasts, minute-long intros. Forget it. I'm glad Greg is the boss that gets to decide that, if this is funny or not. I was only saying that. This no, will be because a group there could thing, be other Greg people be deciding this, and you know, maybe we don't want to trust her. Greg will be the humor. If there's a deadlock somehow, Greg, you decide it. All right. The I don't know what Wesley is getting at here. I don't either. I, I have science faith in heat? Greg's ability to trust. Under the radar say, uh, science heat. Uh, no, I have faith in Greg's ability to judge humor. Mm. But I think a lack of real. faith in someone else's mm. ability to do so. It's interesting. All right, gentlemen. So, yes, help us out with that, listeners. You uh, always do help us out with the show, and this would be a great help because, I don't know, you know, Sessler hasn't been really bringing the heat with those, so we need someone else to step in. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever contributed any. <laughs> All right, so why don't we get into the news, right, gentlemen? Because um, we'll be a little different. Usually we do a little news up top. 
We have so much news. We got to just get rolling here. And the biggest news, or I'm going to say the biggest news of the week because I still believe this guy is, you know, possibly the best cornerback in the league. Darrell Revis lands with the Patriots. We all speculated about this on Wednesday Wednesday's podcast. He signs what's tip, basically a one-year, $12 million deal, but there is a second-year option. But he's on the Patriots next year. The arms race between the Patriots and the Broncos is real. Gentlemen. I just feel bad for the Patriots that this is going to force Tom Brady onto the Browns roster. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to Wednesday's show, Mark hinted at a mega trade. Well, real quick, I think what they did, we have to get another face of the franchise for the cover of the game day programs, the little pocket schedules that men carry around in their wallets. You got Revis. To replace number 12, old number 12. But what do we think about this? Greg, you're a Patriots fan. It reminds me of when they brought in Randy Moss, who is one of the smartest players Bill Belichick says he's ever coached. Kind of another coach on the field, that wide receiver. Revis is that kind of cerebral cornerback. I don't know if they've ever quite had a guy like this, but he's certainly the best cornerback there since Ty Law and Asante Samuel. Even better. I think he's still got some juice. I said this before I knew it was on the team that he could be the best cornerback in the league. It's perfect for their their system. I think it just feels like New England foresees a time when they're going to deal with Denver again in the playoffs potentially, and they've got to find a way, if Denver looks the same way they did last season, to shut that offense down. Revis, not a bad option, obviously. How many times can we say that the Patriots did not set the trend, they copied off another team? What were they copying here? I think uh, they're obviously on Brandon Browner's trail. They signed Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis, the best press man corner of the past decade. Brandon Brown are the prototypical physical press man corner. They're copying mm. off the Seahawks. Mm. What's wrong with that? Makes sense. I mean, this well, team hasn't won a Super Bowl in 10 years. It. There's nothing wrong with it, but it just strikes me that Bill Belichick is usually the guy who comes up with the multiple tight ends and all these other schemes well, that he does. He's That's been right. a, he's been coaching up press cornerbacks since the mid-'80s Giants. Touché. That's been what he wanted. Touche. He hasn't found many lately. That hasn't worked too well. To me, this is the ultimate one-year contract player for the ultimate kind of week-to-week, this year is all that matters team in the ultimate like one-year league. I think it's perfect that he's there for one year, and then they'll see if he's really worth being the best-paid cornerback in the league. It makes, yeah, it makes a lot of sense for them. And, yeah, they need – we talked about it Wednesday. They need to be looking at Tom Brady the same way John Elway looks at Peyton Manning. This is a, The window is getting smaller and smaller the opening, and you got to take advantage of this. Now you have one of the best defensive players in the league anchoring your secondary. So it was a no-brainer. You know, in the NFC, you had last season, especially Seattle and San Francisco going back-to-back-to-back-to-back with little moves trying to counter each other. I feel like Denver and New England has shifted into that mode and sort of almost overtaken those two in that way. New England's only made one move so far. It's about as big a move as you can make, though. Is there anybody in this room who doesn't believe that now a year removed from surgery, Revis is going to come back and, and have a dominant season and announce his presence. With oh, I like it. Oh, I think there's no question. He had a great season last year, by the <laughs> way. So you know. I like that. I'm not sure how great last season was. But for a guy who, look at RG3 coming off surgery, Revis, I thought he was, I would have taken him over anyone on he, most teams. Yeah, and Rich Semini of the Daily News, because I tracked this, or ESPN, I tracked this very closely for the Jets because they were in the mix, obviously, at some point, a little bit at least, 
And uh, one scout had told Samini that Rivas actually looked human last year, which was his quote. But, you know, the question now becomes, is he two years removed Rivas again, or is he not the same guy? There's still a little bit of question whether he's, he'll ever be the guy he was before he hurt the knee. The Jets thing is interesting that Gary Myers in the Daily News had a, a long story how Revis' top priority when he got to the free agent market was he wanted to return to the Jets. And Rex Ryan, of course, wanted Revis back, but ownership and general manager John Idzik did not want Revis. And I just find it interesting this is getting out into the press. And it just makes me think how this Rex Ryan, just like Revis, is very year-to-year, and there's still issues there. It yeah, might not sure. be all that Machiavellian. It might just be Rex's miffed that he wanted Revis. So he let it, like, if I want something that bad, and I know I'm right, I'd be a little I'd be a little right. miffed too. Right, I, I hear you, but if you're Woody Johnson and John Idzik reading a big article in the New York Daily News, are you really fired up? Your coach is getting that out there? If you're Rex Ryan, do you really care when you knew you were <laughs> right? That's fair. All right, moving forward, Steve Smith. The now former Carolina Panthers wide receiver was officially released on Thursday. Uh, he's visiting the Ravens on Friday. I believe he has other visits lined up uh, for the upcoming days. Uh, what are your guys' takes on this? And actually, before we do that, I just want to read a quote from Steve Smith, who is kind of like an angry ex-girlfriend right now. Uh, he was asked on a radio station, this is before he, he was even officially cut, um, what would happen if he went to Carolina to play? And his quote is, if that happens to run through Bank of America Stadium, that's where the Panthers play, Wes. I know, I know all the stadiums now. I've, <laughs> I've studied them. Put your goggles on because there's going to be blood and guts everywhere. Steve Smith quote machine. <laughs> Put your goggles on is the new ice up, son. I, like I mean, that. we <laughs> talked about Baltimore's wanting to get back to an offense that had an Anquan Bolden-type complement to Torrey Smith. And they're not the same player, but... They had nothing outside of Torrey Smith last year on the wide receiver spot. And the better fit, though, in my mind, is New Orleans. Mm. Then you're in the division, and you can play Carolina twice. You can go back to that stadium, whatever it's named, and drop a hammer. Bank of America. I'd be surprised. BOA. He's, he's probably going to be a Raven by the time people hear us. That's how these podcasts are going lately. He, he's perfect. Chain mover, that's what they need. I put zero stock in the notion that Steve Smith's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder because he's played a chi- with a chip on his shoulder for 13 years. Right. How much bigger can it get before it drives him into <laughs> right. the soil? No one's played with a bigger chip on their shoulder their entire career than Steve Smith. But I do believe that going to a team with a quarterback who's a very good passer will help his career because Cam, Cam Newton, let's, let's face it, is not one of the league's best passers. He's a good hmm. quarterback, but passing is not his forte. Is Joe Flacco one of the best? I think uh, if you give him weapons, yeah, I think In he's... January 2013 through February 2nd, 2013, he was like one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? That was weird. Um, question. If he did sign with the Ravens, I'll, at random, Mark Sessler, what are Steve Smith's stats over 16 games if he signed with the Ravens? Plays in five games? No, if he starts 16 games. He won't. Wow, so it's over for Steve Smith. No, he suffers an an injury about six weeks in. He plays starts five games. <laughs> why do, you, why do get... you always put a hex on players? Why, I do I, why must Mark, I project you're a 16-game season <laughs> when he's going to play five games? Mark, you're out. You're negative juju. Wes, 16 games. Steve Smith. 58 catches, 770 yards, 
Five touchdowns. Greg's that's No, all, that's right? good. I like that. On Baltimore, a team like that, yeah, that's perfect. All right. You're off by 11 games, Wes, but other than that, <laughs> which makes him uh, an end of the line, Derek Mason. Um, <coughs> moving, <laughs> yikes. moving on, uh, Roger Saffold, you know, tough stuff going on in Oakland right now. In fact, I, I just checked the NFL.com uh, homepage, and it, it's pretty grim. <laughs> the landing page of NFL.com, huge headline, bungling free agency with a picture of a beleaguered-looking Reggie McKenzie and he Mark looks like Davis. like a sad cartoon bear. I, I am... <laughs> It's very sad. And then uh, Judy Batista wrote a column about how the Raiders have struggled. Roger Saffold might be the um, the image of that struggle. He failed a Raiders physical under mysterious circumstances after signing a big uh, deal to be a tackle um, and then returned to the Rams uh, later that night on a five-year contract. Um, so what? Uh, that is the weirdest story of the week, right? Yes, news of the weird. I don't want to kick Reggie McKenzie because he's already down. I mean, it's no fun anymore. But he may be down because you've lashed him in articles <laughs> maybe seven or eight times in the last 72 hours. But I think it, it strikes me when I read the St. Louis Post-Dispatch report. They have flown Saffold's parents out to watch the signing. Awkward. Saffold told his agent, the doctor told me during my physical, you're cleared. And then they go back on it. And it from Mike Silver, our NFL media columnist. Mark Davis put the kibosh on it. Well, that's why I asked Greg yesterday, why isn't the league looking into something like that? That's Or the or at least the Players Association. It seems like such a yank around to Saffold right. to bring him and his family out. But you felt, Greg, that because the Rams thing happened so lickety-split after the Raiders thing fell apart that... I think if he had ended up having to settle for some two-year, $6 million contract three weeks from now, maybe that would be something that was investigated by the NFLPA. But he had a five-year contract worth a lot of money from the Rams waiting for him. So who's going to make a big stink about it? Now, that money that he's getting from the Rams is not nearly as much money as the Raiders. So it did end up costing Saffold. I'm sure it was a brutal moment for him, but he landed on his feet pretty well. It just makes the Raiders looks so bad. One of Silver's high place sources said he thought it was the worst day of his entire career in football. That's how ashamed he essentially was at what happened. I can't wait till the book or the novella or the leaflet <laughs> of this experience is produced in a bookstore and it tells us finally that like a holographic Ben Kenobi like image of Al Davis appeared and like shut this thing down. Well, here's the thing. It might have saved the Raiders, though. As crazy as it is, and I hate to think that Mark Davis read a lot of negative articles mm. about how bad this signing was, and that was a factor in it. Shadowy league figure slipping into the room. Yeah, I'll shut up now. But if that is what happened, and the end result is they did not give Roger Saffold, a guy we were killing who's had – eight different surgeries and not a particularly great career, a monster contract. If the end result is they wind up with Donald Penn or something for less money. Yeah, yeah except flip, so side is, for them. flip side is it's a complete zero, no confidence in your general manager and front office that made yeah, that decision. And it's not a good look. And then if you pull it back a little further, if you're a Raiders fan, you've got to be nervous right now about the direction of your franchise, who's running it now? from – 
the top down <laughs> now more than ever. Because there was a time, this was a year ago or even a week ago, where it was like Reggie McKenzie, this guy, this guy did well in Green Bay. Now he's finally going to get a chance to build the roster. And this is what happens. What If you're a Raiders fan, what do you have to be excited about? Last year's snafu like this happened to one of the best executives in the NFL. Hmm. The Elvis, Elvis Doomerville facts. Very different situations, obviously, though. They were both the fault of the front office. The Broncos thing, I different. Met, maybe even more embarrassing at the time because that was just ridiculous. This, well, and people kill the Raiders for being an organization that didn't move to uh, the technology age. But it was Denver that sat around waiting for a fax to come find. I mean, which a year ago, Mark, you told me a year ago Saturday is the anniversary of Faxgate. Yes, it is tomorrow. How about that? What are we going to do to celebrate? Go to Kinko's for sure. Write more articles. (laughs) What do we? What do we think about Lamar Woodley and Justin Tuck both signing with the Raiders? Both around five million a year, better contracts than they would have gotten elsewhere. It felt. A little bit to me like, oh, man, this Saffold thing was bad. We better make up for it and close these deals and have something positive to show our fans. I think it's just a question of which guy's the bigger bust over the contract. Wow. I think both guys are built in questions about whether they're, uh, you know, whether it's their effort level or where they are at this stage of their career. But I don't think there's any way both these guys end up being worth the money. I have a lot of questions about this. Greg mentioned that Lamar Houston was told a few weeks ago by Dennis Allen that he no longer fits his defense. There's hints that, that they yeah, might. Houston said that publicly. Are they are they switching to a three four because that's the only way the Lamar Woodley signing makes sense? Mm-hmm. He was drafted to be the prototypical three four outside linebacker. He's never played with his hand in the dirt at the NFL level. I don't know how that signing makes sense if they if they're not moving to a three four. Do a little bit of both. Maybe. Aren't these sightings, though, if the Patriots or the 49ers made them, we'd be like, ooh, Woodley, oh, rejuvenation Oh, I don't feel that there. way about Justin Tuck because, you know. He's all right me- last year. He's all right, but it, these, are, these are not – this is not build for the future moves, and this is a team that needs to get – listen, they had two outstanding young players on their roster that they grew, and they let them go, and they replaced them with aging players who are on the de- – well, I agree. Wood, Woodley's fine, potentially, but Tuck is on the downside of his career. You're not going to beat the Broncos for the division title. These are save-your-job Reggie McKenzie moves. Try to get respectability for a year because he knows he's gone if they don't have a respectable right. year. He but probably there, needs to get seven or eight wins to keep his job, you think. Right, but the goal should not be to win seven or eight games. It should be a, a model of sustainability. But they had to sign starters. So, right. so whether it was Woodley or Tuck or guys who are a couple million dollars less, they had to sign starters in free agency. And to their credit, that's all they did last year on these one-year deals with some ridiculous players, and we laughed about their roster going into the year. They coached them up okay, so... To their credit, they won four games! (laughs) Yes! All right. All right, moving forward, Darren Sproles, who was... um Rumored to be released or reported to be released. Then the then the Saints found out they had a trade market for the running back, which in retrospect wasn't that surprising. They move him to the Eagles on Thursday in exchange for a fifth-round draft pick. And then on Friday, Sproles signs a two-year extension uh, that takes him through uh, the 2016 season. This is a great move, right, gentlemen? I like the trade more than the extension. The trade makes sense. You give Chip Kelly another weapon to spread out his offense. Uh, and really in two-minute drills, which are really important in the NFL, 
he'll be on the field. I guess my question is, is he better than LeSean McCoy? No, but they, he's going to be his backup. He's not a running back anymore. He's Le- just purely a passing down guy. LeSean McCoy had the second most touches or was on the field for the second most snaps in all of football last year coming off a monster season. I think it makes a lot of sense to have somebody to take some of that workload. And he, and he yeah. offers you something very dangerous in the passing game. And I think Kelly, of anyone in the league, is going to find a way to use both on the field if he really needs to. I think what's frustrating, and Dan and I mentioned this yesterday, if you root for a team that is lacking weapons, the way the Eagles went out and spent a low-round draft pick right. to grab this guy, what what team would should, would decide not to give up a fifth-round pick for Some, Darren Sproles? Sometimes I wonder if teams just don't do due diligence with some of these things. Like, who wouldn't give up a, a fifth-round pick for Darren Sproles? How many fifth-round picks turn into... Uh, players that help your team instantly. Unless they're going to Sproles, which didn't sound like there was a lot of communication there. Here's your opportunities for what we've gotten. What fits I've got you. a theory on this. From March through uh, the end of September, all front office, all football people value young players and potential and draft picks more than established veterans. Once the games actually start to count, they realize the value of established guys and who they can trust. Sproles has a lot more value in October than he does in March. And they had to pay him the money, too. He had a good, big contract number. So I don't think a lot of teams were in position to pay a reserve $5 million. I bet the extension is going to actually lower that number uh, in terms of cap figure. But just imagine Sproles in one spot, McCoy in the other, Deshaun somewhere else, and Chip Kelly, Brian Baldinger was in our office yesterday sitting near us, and he talks about... Kelly just wants guys that can win one-on-one matchups and to set up as many different one-on-one matchups all over the field. I guess my problem Sprawls. is why, what coach doesn't want that <laughs> and why don't another team? I mean, right. I just feel I feel some frustration. But well, one thing, the Eagles are the team in that division getting better while the rest of that division is not. And I think what, what coaches don't want that, the coaches that win in the NFL are the ones who are bold and who think originally. They Chip got, Kelly's that guy. They got but, Sproles with a fifth-round pick that they traded, that they got in a trade with the Patriots for Isaac Sopoaga. (laughs) That's how you win, baby. Well, and give Howie Roseman some credit, too. Greg, um, I would ask Mark, but Mark would say broken fibula week two of the preseason. I ask you, Darren Sproles, 16 games, statistics with the Eagles. 55 catches for 500 yards receiving, Hmm. 60 rushes for whatever, 250 yards. Hmm, I feel like you're underselling him a little bit. He had 70 catches with the Saints last year. I feel like they're going to use him a lot in the past. I'll go game. 40 rushes <laughs> and about 45 receptions for 400 yards. That's even lower than me. Mark? He's clearly on the decline. Do you want to give it a shot? I project numbers <laughs> similar to Wes's, but he will have <laughs> – a period of depression in October, and you'll just feel <laughs> depressed and low, and we're going to see an ugly October from Sproles. You're a weird dude. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I feel. Wow, I respect that. Uh, moving forward, Eric Decker signs a five-year deal with the New York Jets. Uh, on Wednesday, I predicted I believed this would happen because the Jets needed to make a move, especially after Revis signed with the Patriots. They get the deal done. Wes, I knew you were unhappy with the prospect of this happening. <laughs> Um, very unhappy, in fact. But ultimately, it makes sense for the Jets. Uh, the money wasn't too outrageous. Does it? 
Of course it does. I mean, he is a – all right, some people might not say he's a legit number one, but maybe he's a 1A or a Why doesn't a it make sense two. to the Jets? Well, hold on. We have a new scale. What? Thanks to uh, Twitter follower Brad Tucker, we have the Eric Decker scale. Okay, I'm listening. He is the mark above which you're a number one receiver in the NFL. Mm. I like that. Well, that I like that, but the only thing is the Jets didn't have anybody near that mark. So now they have a guy that marks. So it's a perfect signing for the Jets. Uh, it's just a selfish sentiment for me. I don't want to see him on the Jets wasted. <laughs> He's going to be wasted on the Jets. You're going back to your fantasy football days. You're it's just not, worried about numbers. You accused me of that the other day. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with real football, and I don't want to see him wasted. How, hold on. Though. It's what a if, bad spot for him. But the Jets also are committed to adding more than air. Here's why I'm not ready to kill it entirely yet. If they stand pat and just keep him as their number one receiver, disaster. But, but if they go out and add someone like James Jones and they get a couple it's a it's a receiver rich draft you got to start somewhere. You can't kill the move. You could kill your love of Eric Decker and how it might affect his stats. But I the, don't for care the Jets the it's a I great move. I care about watching football. It's boring That's to watch fair. Eric Decker on the Jets. Okay, but for the Jets who needed to add a wide receiver, they added uh, look, arguably the look, top I guy in the market. A, I think it's an incredible bargain. He's a better player than Mike Williams, who got more money, and he's not a knucklehead like Mike Is Williams. Is it boring, though, if they go out and add three more targets over the course of now in September and potentially bring Michael Vick in? It's going to be a boring offense as long as Rex Ryan's there. They they got him at a good number. There could also be the Brian Hart line. line. <laughs> That's <laughs> a different line. We right? always talk about... Why has it got to be a white guy? This, by the way, no, 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 he, no, no, by the way he's Decker the... agreed to this deal. <laughs> right. He wasn't yanked in. Oh, here, sorry, here you are playing for the. He went out to dinner with Rex Ryan. Was, he agreed to it. Well, the Brian Hartline line is that Wesleyan, every time a receiver contract happens, he's like, well, he's better than Brian Hartline. He's not making as much as him. Hartline makes about $6 million a year, and I consider that basically the baseline if you're a average starter that got to free agency. And he's just above that. He's basically being paid. To be a number two receiver, it's not really big, big money. He's, it's almost the exact same contract as Stevie Johnson, which yeah. is appropriate because right. they're both at the Eric Decker level. Now we, we would have loved to see him with the Colts. That would have been an interesting. That's landing why I'm spot. a little bitter. Well, they about don't this. get them, and it's over. That's why I'm a little bit. Hey, I'm allowed to have bias. Although Decker is, <laughs> yes, you are. It's almost like he's trying to convince himself into this move. He spoke with uh, the yeah, media that was a sad. on Friday, and he said. Yeah, look, New Jersey, Newark, really underrated, beautiful places. Those are actual <laughs> quotes. You have really to convince your I, significant <laughs> other, too, and it's easier to say it's New York's an easy sell on well, a rising spouse. I thought I thought you were going with uh, Decker was trying to sell himself on Geno Smith. Oh, that you know, too. Uh, which was kind of uh, that's a tough sell. But what else is he going to say? Somebody asked, what do you think about playing for Geno Smith <laughs> after playing for Peyton Manning? He's like, oh, it's going to suck. He's not going to say that. He's going to like spin it but positively. It, it will suck. <laughs> but I just don't think um, that ultimately Geno Smith is the Jets quarterback. So You, you know what else is going to suck is when he gets held to two catches for 21 yards in two different meetings against Darrell Revis twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is going to I thought you were going to say like when I kidnap him and keep him in my basement. Dan, final thoughts. Not a bad move by the Jets. A good move by the Jets. I got him at a bargain rate. I just, as a fan of football and watching good football, <laughs> yes. I hate it. Well, I, I think Wesseling sees the future and he knows he can see the October 8th podcast where I'm killing him. And getting on his boy Eric Decker because he's only had eight catches this year. 
How and about, I'll be fu- I'll be fine with saying give him a quarterback and he'll be. He'll be well, better. how about this? N- nobody asked me my prediction. Eric Decker, 2013, 124 catches, 1800 yards, 12 touchdowns. <laughs> I like Book it. it. <laughs> I like it. On Tech Mobile, Book what are you talking it. about? They don't make Tech Mobile anymore. Um, It'd be a lot cooler if they did. Jermichael uh, Finley <laughs> looks like he's heading to the Seahawks. He he visited with them this week and then canceled all his other visits. The Seahawks are waiting for him to be fully medically cleared. But uh, once that happens, and I guess we should assume that will happen, Finley joins their offense. That, to me, seems like a nice fit. It's interesting because they've never used the tight end as a, a big pass-catching element in their offense. But with Golden Tate leaving, Percy Harvin's there. He needs a second fiddle. So they make Jermichael Finley that guy. That's interesting to me. I feel like this is one of the most under-reported stories of the week. Jermichael Finley, it hasn't happened yet, and that's maybe why, but it really sounds like it's a matter of time. He fits that mold of Michael Bennett or Cliff Averill, guys who are you know, knocked down a little bit in terms of their price, and going to the Seahawks, I, I think he could be a huge factor next January. All right. Uh, the Redskins have signed defensive tackle Jason Hatcher away from the Cowboys, a four-year, $27.5 million contract. This went down on Thursday. Uh, this nice move there by the Redskins. Fair? Well, and you're robbing from a Cowboys team that no matter what they do will still be presented on national television 22 times <laughs> next year, but have to acknowledge they're in full-on rebuilding mode on defense at this point if they weren't already. Where? Hatcher gone. Probably Spencer as well. I don't trust the Redskins' defense at all at this point, no matter who they add, but... This is like Decker. Love the player, hate the fit. Yeah. Right. Jason Hatcher became a superstar last year when he moved to a 4-3 defense. He was a three-technique defensive tackle, which plays right next to the big fat guy that takes all the blockers. He uh, In a 3-4 defense, he's going to play defensive end. He's played defensive end in a 3-4 defense before and was an average starter. I'm torn because he's one of my favorite guys in free agency, but everything the Redskins touch in free agency turns to garbage. And then when I saw the contract numbers, and then when I heard Jason Hatcher's quote, the Redskins blew every <laughs> other offer out of the water. <laughs> No one was willing to pay him like Snyder half still of what got he it. got. So I haven't seen the details in terms of how much money early, but there is a little bit of risk that this is a contract that looks very bad in about a year or two. Wes, I'd like your uh, feedback on this. Marvin Lewis signs a one-year extension <laughs> with the Bengals, keeping them keeping him in town through 2015. Most uh, successful regular season coach in Bengals history by quite a bit. That's all I have to say. I mean – he is who he is. The Bengals can't do any better than him. What a weird tenure. 11 years, only three losing seasons, but no playoff wins. A, a, tw- a Twitter follower suggested he is kind of like the after Dalton scale for coaches, too. Mm, I like that. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be weird for him without Zimmer there, but he is sort of right at that spot where you don't know whether you should keep him or try Well, you know what he one. is? He is completely average because he is not – well, he is. He's 90 and 85 and 1 in the regular season, and if you factor in the postseason, he is 90, 90, and 1. Yeah, but that's with a big Mike Brown ownership well, weighing on you. And if, and if he were in a city uh, with an owner that wanted to get tough and bring in the right guy, I don't, I don't think that Marvin Lewis is a bad coach. But he would have been out of there a long time ago in another city. Don't give him a little bit of credit. Mark Marvin Lewis is a great defensive mind of his own. It wasn't just Mike Zimmer. 
They've averaged 10 wins a year the last three years, so it's very hard to They've got their act together because their drafting changed a little bit, I think. Because Marvin Lewis got more involved in it than any previous coach with the Bengals. Do you think, though, after no playoff wins in 12 years, that that would work in most NFL cities? No, but this is the most unique NFL city. He's Rex Ryan right now, year to year. He's winning 10 games a year. Over the last 30 years, over the last 25 years, the Bengals' ownership is the most unique in the NFL. Well, unique sounds positive. (laughs) And I'm not sure that it's a posit- positive unique. Well, we're talking about... It's not always positive, as we board, Chris's as wardrobe we Dan, is unique. As we bored Dan to death here, <laughs> in the mid-90s, people aren't going to believe this, the Bengals had like one scout. That was their department. Wasn't it their television Duke announcer? Tobin. <laughs> well, they would send... Yeah, they would send their television announcer, Dave Lapham. Jump while, in, Dan, baby. While he was Move at, it along. While he was Trying to keep the show under an hour, folks. While he was announcing <laughs> Big 8 football games, they asked him to double as a scout. All right, so that is it for news. Uh, before we go, we need to take care of some business. Uh, last, I guess it was Friday's show, right? It was a week ago. We played the revolutionary new game, Go Get My Sandwich, Last part's supposed to be implied. Oh, right. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. I will be better. Um, so Gold Standard, touch base with Gold Standard earlier this week. I said, why don't we go through the backlog? Because I failed as a host. I wasn't tracking any of this as we were going through all the sandwich bets. Let's listen to it, pull out what the actual stakes were, and now we'll revisit it and see who owes what to who or whom. So who or whom? Whom. Whom. To whom. All right. So why don't we start? Uh, Gold Center, are you prepared for this segment? I'm ready. All right. Let's start. Arthur Jones, Ravens defensive end, the older brother of Patriots sack masters Chandler Jones, and MMA fighter John Bones Jones. Mm. Jim Harbaugh <laughs> or John Harbaugh said the other day, if you put the game tape on, you know teams are going to bid high on this guy. I'm taking the Colts. You guys get the rest of the field. Woo. Victory for what? Nice. Yes, sweet victory. And that you should have gotten odds on that because that was, I mean, you took one team. We got thirty-one. Well, that was the object of the game. You got to go yeah. bold, make it interesting. And uh, just so everyone knows, Greg, you were the only person who took that sandwich bet. Really? Nice try, yep. Dan. Nice try. Yeah, it's true. You and Greg both took it. Mark backed out. I did not take it. Yes, you and did. And you could study the tape. I don't. Th- you could study the tape. Is what you can do. Backed out isn't the term. I found your logic stunningly convincing, Wait, and I, I sided with I listened with to you. the tape, and you and Greg both accepted the challenge. <laughs> I said, I'm not wow, going to do another it. controversy with wow. Dan. This is already outrageous. Check the tape. I promise you I didn't take it. But you can look at it, and if you listen and hear it, then I will. Greg, your quote, I'm just a businessman when you took this bet, but sometimes <laughs> would, it doesn't work out. I would take it, yeah. I liked my odds. you got to just play unemotionally. I am not trying to see. The, the proof is on the tape. If I that would be pretty dirty for me to try to get by without you guys checking. I never took it. I said I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I think those are my exact words. I'll have to listen to the tape. <laughs> That's not the way I recall it. All right, next one, gold standard. On March 14th, <laughs> Mark Sanchez will be an Oakland Raider. All right, we're recording the show on Friday, March 14th. Not only is Mark Sanchez not an Oakland Raider, he is still a member of the New York Jets. I guess technically, Mark. You're not dead yet, but I've let's face it. I've got plenty of time left. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like, let's, let's assume, I guess, when is the official league day over? It's a couple hours away now. Let's assume nothing happens. Well, I, if it's March 14th anywhere, 
<laughs> then this thing's on. It's by Saturday. By the time we You're wake up trouble. Saturday morning, I am in trouble. I'm going to be. It'll buying, have to be on the transaction wire in the next hour. I have or already two. teed up three elaborate high octane sandwiches yes. for each of you, but I get to choose what the no, ingredients no, are. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I, I know no, you're sir. a vegetarian, but that does not... No, no, not I would not go with a that does cucumber not pr- sandwich. No, I'd go like cow's tongue, <laughs> spiders and herbs. <laughs> it's something different it's for Wes. I don't know. I want to get the most meaty thing with juice <laughs> falling off the oh, sandwich. Oh, you'll get it. Blood. Uh, particles of meat just... Running down your face. It's in the mail, baby. <laughs> that would be good. Wait, um, you're mailing our sandwiches? <laughs> that'd be weird, too. Um, just so you know, yeah, you were right. Dan, Greg, and Wes all get sandwiches. You guys might want to track this um, as we go along. So right now, Greg owes two sandwiches. No, I'm, oh, e- no, I'm Greg, even. Yeah, Greg's even, but not really. Money-wise, you're even, but sandwich-wise, there's two. you're involved with two transactions. And uh, here we go. Greg's. It's uh, now Greg's pick. Julian Edelman will get more guaranteed money than your boy, Golden Tate. (laughs) (laughs) Golden Tate signed with the Detroit Lions this week. He got $13.25 million guaranteed. Julian Edelman's still on the market. Again, this technically, he could beat Tate, but... Well, there's no technically more. about it. This bet is open. I would not make what? this bet. It's open. It's not Julian over. Julian Edelman doesn't get 13.25 well, total, right, even though. without we, the guarantee. We factually don't know oh, the no, answer. It's not over, but it's not looking too good. How about we double down and say Edelman doesn't get 13.25 total? I'd stick to the original. Have the, faith in the <laughs> prognostication I wouldn't you made make one week ago. Did did we give up when the Germans bombed her Pearl Harbor? <laughs> 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 not, I'm not backing down. No, I don't know. Hey, I wouldn't make it again, but we got a chance. Julian, come on, 49ers. <laughs> spend some money. Two years, $14 million, totally guaranteed. Oh, guaranteed. I like it. I, like I don't that. even know if Julian Edelman's better than Quentin Patton. What, oh, why are the 49ers oh, messing around with him? You're, you're kicking him while he's down. Quentin right Patton's good. I still got a chance here. All right, if this holds, uh, Greg, I was with you on this one. So nice, I, thanks. Buddy. But Mark and Wes, <laughs> support. I know Mark and Wes likely will be getting. Does that make you lose here. a sandwich too? No, because oh, I was no. on his side. He just missed a chance. I missed an opportunity. So good news. I'm down two sandwiches. No, you would get a sandwich in this situation. Total. I look. At okay. The, I'm looking All right. holistically. All right. Uh, next up, my turn. Jairus Bird. Jairus Byers. <laughs> Stupid. Jairus Byers. <laughs> Will, against all odds, shocking the world, re-sign with the Buffalo Bills. All right, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> that was the worst one. <laughs> By far the worst one. Um, but because I was a man of strategy, I only took Greg's sandwich bet, so I owe Greg a sandwich. That was unmanly of you. It was. Ooh. Listen, tell, was tell NFL gumshoe Ted Wells to come in here and investigate the situation. I'm not going to just throw out sandwiches willy-nilly. Mm. I'm collecting that them willy-nilly. That was smart of you. I, in hindsight, I, I mocked you, but... It was small of you, yet yes. wise of you. <laughs> and that doesn't matter to me. I don't care. It's all about ending up on top, relatively speaking. Uh, Wes. The first free agent signed will be Brandon Albert to the Cardinals. Oh, I thought Wes was a Svengali that predicted everything ahead of time. I guess not. (laughs) Wait, this was part of a larger uh, situation where we all went out and predicted who would be the first free agent signed. Separate. Right. Two separate. uh... Oh, no, this was involved in that. No. It organically grew out of it. Well, it was later. 
in the discussion. We said, why don't we then do this? Right. And that we, was the same discussion. We took sandwich bets on your specific. Oh, really? Yes. And then went on. See, Wes, you got to listen to the tape I don't tape know again. if that's true. I need to listen to this tape. <laughs> well, I do trust that Dan seems like he went methodically went back and tracked I did. it. So. I spent about seven hours of a shift uh, at some point this week going through this tape. Um, and just so we know, Mark, strangely, you agreed with Wes. Even all the, all the odds were on the side of everyone else. You said, I agree that Brandon Albert will go to the Cardinals. Occasionally, of course, he West signed with the is, Dolphins, and it wasn't first. Wes is able to, like a tractor beam, pull me in with some sort of allure, and I fell for that, and I'm an idiot. It's that glint that he has, that southern smile. Um, and so Dan and Greg get sandwiches in that case. Uh, and then just going through a couple more. First person to sign. No one's getting a sandwich here, but I will go through the list. Wes, you had Albert to Cards. Um, Greg, Michael Johnson to Vikings. Oof. Mark, Jairus Bird, Jairus Bird <laughs> to Browns. Sorry, buddy. I had Golden Tate to Lions, but not first. Gold Standard. Gold Standard had Golden Tate to Titans. Sorry. That was, in, in hindsight, an impossible bet to win. Almost, Because yeah. every single person signed at 401. Right. Right. How closely did you follow that gold standard, knowing that you were involved with a sandwich? Pretty, pretty closely. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I really thought I saw a narrative being spun there. But what do, you, do you know how to reach the NFL dot com homepage? No, well, I have to go through Google first. Uh, it's tricky, but usually I do. I'm feeling lucky, and you know, it works out. And then uh, let's see what else we had. Um, Texans pass on Clowney, take a quarterback number one. Who, we, who threw that out there? I threw that we out. We shouldn't have even allowed that. That had nothing to but do that, with it. But see, really. that's yeah, hard to track. That's so that, long-term. That's a long-term sandwich bet. Uh, Dan and Mark both said that that uh, wouldn't happen. So that will down the line. And then highest-paid player in free agency. Obviously, this one isn't technically over yet in terms of guaranteed money. This is another weird one. Greg, Wes, and myself all said Eugene Monroe. What? I don't know why we all agreed there. What wow. are why are you just like soldiers of groupthink? <laughs> Speak for yourself. We all did this at some point. This is almost Wait, like one of those why tests. You agree with up, everything I said. Why did you come up with the same answer, all three of you? The pot calling the kettle. Uh, and then, Mark, you had Michael Johnson. So Eugene Monroe got You're $19 million guaranteed. Michael Johnson got $24 million guaranteed. Jairus, Jairus Bird got $28 million guaranteed. Akib Tlaib out of nowhere got $26 million guaranteed. Mm, that ends up being $12 million on Yeah, Tlaib. it ends up being a little funny money with Tlaib. But oh, either way, okay. Bird's going to win. And oh, that was, how did we not get know, that? He was know, number one on our list. Overthought it's a that. Safety. We overthought it. Overthought it. Classic over-managing. So, <clears throat> Bird wasn't – in Monroe, by the way, wasn't even the top tackle. Wait, there are two more sandwiches <laughs> out there. Oh. Greg and I have side sandwiches. Well, this is before this ever happened. Mike Mitchell oh my God. versus Kendrick Lewis on who gets more guaranteed money. <laughs> Mike Mitchell had a five-year, five, this 25 million. This is a sandwich bet. Yeah. Kendrick Lewis, nobody wants him. <laughs> He's not even going to be signed. The housewives of America have been put to sleep on this bet. <laughs> Do Canadian dollars count on this bet? Once again, it doesn't, it doesn't look good, but you have not won the bet. And an injury is going to happen in August. I'm going to... Go a little Sessler out here. Mike Mitchell gets injured then. Then they bring in Lewis for five years, $30 million. Guys predicting injuries. And Jason Worlds, $18 million guaranteed. Well, whatever. I was right about that. How would you guys like it if an NFL player uh, predicted one of us get carpal tunnel syndrome? 
I want to be nice. I worked, yeah, you're right. po- I worked in the post office. That's a big danger there. <laughs> and we, had, Dan and I had a sandwich one well before we ever even thought about this game. We did. Months ago. It's like the Ri- genesis of the game. Will Richie Incognito ever play in the NFL again? And at, this was at a point when it was looking a little better for Incognito. But right. right now, I said he would not, and I'm feeling pretty strong about it. You know, it. as soon as Richie Incognito destroyed his Ferrari with a baseball bat, <laughs> I thought to myself, this could be a problem for me. <laughs> For you. You're the one with the problem all of a sudden. Okay. Listen, we all have problems. That's his thing. I got my thing, which is probably a tasty sandwich going to Greg. But that one we, we have to wait several years to find out potentially, too. We never capped it. He could come back three years from now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of teams are going to – hey, Incognito hasn't been around long. But you Let, just... Let's see what he's up to. Let's go to the Hooters down in uh, Boca Raton, as Chris would say, and – See what he's up to. <laughs> Bet's open. Um, all right, so that's that. We'll, of course, we will let you guys know when those um, – the ones that are kind of hanging out there are official. It could be – well, Mark's obviously in is about 20 minutes. He'll lose. And um, what was the other one? Oh, the Julian Edelman, Golden Tate. That's still hanging in the air. We'll get that taken care of. Um, that's it for Friday's ATL podcast. Another award winner. What are, are there any other awards that we can win? We got the Stitcher. We got the best of 2013. <laughs> well, is it like we, a Stitcher gold standard? Are you aware of any of these things? Can you nominate? We didn't even know the Stitcher awards existed, so maybe there's more out there. I feel yeah. like it's sort of like once you get an Oscar, or like an Emmy, like trying to get an Independent Spirit Award or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Who cares about that? Radio Foreign Press Podcast American. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, Sports just keep award. an eye on a gold standard. Yeah, we'll do. Um, all right, so we will be back on Monday. We'll be talking more. Uh, free agency and everything else that's going on in the NFL. Till then, this is Dan Hansis signing off for the mailman, the sizzler, the boss, and the gold standard behind the glass. Until then. Ba 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 ba. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the wind down tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. 
Get tickets now.